Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Todd Brown, and I'm here, as always, with Robert Peak. Hey, Todd. Hey, Robert. Um, our goal in this series of podcasts is really to give you some information from our own experience, both personally and from uh, the work that we do with clients, in helping to implement stress-free productivity through the Getting Things Done methodology. Um, between Robert and myself, we have uh, many, many decades of experience of, of learning, of, of uh, you know, again, developing our own systems, our own thinking, working with clients around this, making all the mistakes that are possible, probably as we've made our, you know, made our way through this. And so our goal here is to, is to, is to share that with you and hopefully provide you with some information that will help to make your lives um, not just more productive, but more fulfilled, richer, and less stressed. And Robert, as, as you and I were talking uh, just before you hit record, uh, the, the topic that we both agreed would be an, an interesting one to, to riff on for a while would be this topic of the GTD isn't about productivity, which uh, um, I think just as I'm saying those words, uh, I'm sure quite a lot of people are scratching their heads, especially those that maybe know a little bit about getting things done and, and know a little bit about us. Um, what's your take on that? If somebody said, you know, if somebody... Uh, responded to that phrase, GTD is not about productivity, with a with a bit of a furrowed brow. What would you say? Well, I'd first of all, I'd say you know we're we're in the territory of blasphemy here, very clearly, because the the strap line of the book um, <laughs> by David himself says stress free productivity. So we're being a little maybe controversial, but maybe not, right? Because I think. Um, to some extent, productivity as a focus, as an approach, um, you know, very much was the way to think about it when the book came out a couple decades ago. And also, we have to acknowledge that the idea of stress-free is is very much aspirational and directional as well. I don't know if anyone's truly experienced 100% stress-free life. So, since the book's come out, just in our own defense here, David himself has also often said, the real secret is that getting things done isn't about getting things done. What is it about? What is it about, David? Everyone was hanging on tinder hooks. Uh, it's about appropriate focus and engagement with your life. Right. Okay. So once you broaden it out to that and realize that you know, productivity is one way to look at it, one element, maybe sort of directionally useful when you're trying to frame this acronym in terms of what is it, um, then I think we can we can start to maybe work more with that idea of appropriate engagement. And I think that's a really, really interesting idea because what issues forth out of appropriate engagement with your life? What even is appropriate engagement, first of all, right? What's what's appropriate? Is it, you know, and it's certainly not a, a permanent state, right? It's contextual, it's changing as your life is changing. This is why GTD's been with you and with me for decades, not just weeks and months as a fad. So I think just to just to frame it at a high level and kind of put a little bit of a disclaimer, to some extent this is heresy territory, and to some extent it's not. It's very much um, what I think David David himself has said about getting things done. So when you think about that, Todd, I'm curious what your 
what your definitions or thoughts around the idea of appropriate engagement, around engagement, around creating focus, um, what your own experiences of that, experience with clients, and what you see kind of shaking out of of all of that. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, the, the phrase appropriate engagement is one that we use a lot. It's one that that David uses a lot. And, and it's a fair question. You know, I think you can, if you wanted to boil it down and ask the question, how would I know that I was appropriately engaged? I think the answer to that would be, you're appropriately engaged when you have the confidence that at any given moment, whatever you've chosen to engage with is the right thing for you in that moment. And that's kind of what we mean by appropriate engagement. Now, that could be, just to sort of lay the, you know, lay the possibilities out there, appropriate engagement could be, hey, I'm asleep, right? That could be appropriate engagement. And for a lot of people, that might come as a bit of a surprise, right? It's like, well, hold on. I, I thought this was all about, you know, getting things done. You're telling me that, that that appropriate engagement means I'm asleep? And the answer is, yeah. I mean, every time you choose to go to sleep, and I think this is an example that David's quoted, um, that, you know, you're you're in that moment. What you're saying is, this is the thing that I should be doing now, right? Nobody would argue that you should work 24-7. It's just not possible, right? It's not, we, we as human beings can't can't make that happen. So, so again, appropriate engagement is I have the confidence that at any given time, and again, sometimes David and we use the word, I trust that whatever I'm engaged in at this moment is the right thing for me. Um, so again, could be your sleep, could be your brainstorming, you know, with your team, um, how you're going to best deal with recent developments in AI, right? That's another thing that could be appropriate, appropriate engagement, or it could be that you're responding to an email. And the, the thing I think that that it's funny, just this morning, I was um I sat down at my desk and I was thinking about what I was going to do next. And one of the things that I, you know, I, I took a beat, right? Because there's the temptation, just dive into your inbox. I'm sure there's something in there that needs my attention and go and you know, just get going. And it it occurred to me that. Part of what we talk about in getting things done, this idea of reflection, right? Which those of you who know the model will know that's uh, in the workflow model, that's the fourth phase. Part of that is hold on a moment, take a beat, ask yourself the question, what really is the right thing for me at this moment? And which brings me to, to one more point, which is I think for an awful lot of people, they they love moments. Love is probably too strong a word, but they they find an interesting kind of solace in moments where the world is coming at them really fast, where there are demands on them that mean that they don't need to choose. They or or they feel as though the world has chosen for me. This 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 incredibly um, urgent email has arrived. I don't have to, you know, carefully consider what other things I should do in this moment. My sense is that's the thing, right? I should absolutely just dive into that. And I think, so again, I think for, for some of us, we hunger for appropriate engagement to be handed to us in a way, for the world to just keep giving us the right information about, hey, what's next? What's next? What's next? And what I think getting things done does is it gives us the 
you know, we can do that, right? I'm not saying that email that just arrived is, is not the most important thing. It could be, right? But it also encourages us to take a step back and to say when that's appropriate and to say, okay, of all the things I could do right now, what is the right thing for me to do? And if I then choose the thing that feels right, given all of the things I could be doing, then I'm appropriately engaged. So that's a uh, that's an extended an extended rant on on that topic. Any of that make any sense? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, and I really I really like that. And it ultimately that's you know kind of the barometer for me as well is what you said that sense of confidence and. We're not omniscient, right? You know, we don't, we don't know in a grand cosmological way what is quote unquote appropriate, but we know that feeling of being on on our game, on top of things. Um, and when we talk about productivity, I guess there is an element that that very much is productivity if you look at it the right way. And I think recently we we brought someone into support us with just looking at how we're, you know, messaging or what we're saying to the, to the world at large about what we do to support us with that from a totally outside perspective. And um, someone very, very, very capable with marketing and, and messaging, but not, not really familiar with GTD. And she said, you know, productivity's got to, leaves a bit of a bad taste in people's mouths these days. You know, and with everything we're dealing with and facing and the way the world's going. Um, and her kind of view of that, which I think is a lot of people's view, is sort of, you know, the 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 poster poster child for it is the little monopoly guy, right? This sort of 19th century capitalist with a stopwatch going around the factory floor and timing everyone because productivity is output per time. Right, that's what productivity is. If you can crank seven widgets in an hour instead of six, you're more productive. And that's not what we mean, obviously. Um, so, to me, when I think about the the corollary to appropriate engagement, which is what happens with appropriate engagement, to me, what you're producing is meaningful outcomes. Meaningful outcomes. So, when you talked about, you know, choosing choosing to go to sleep. Obviously, in that classical model, one the fastest way to be more productive is sleep less, right? Just work more hours, literally, right? Uh, you have more more output, more widgets at the end of that if you're working more more actual hours. Um, but meaningful outcomes can be experiences. Meaningful outcomes can be states of mind. Meaningful outcomes can be the installation of useful habits, right? Meaningful outcomes can be all kinds of of things besides things, basically, I think. So for me, um, makes perfect sense that that appropriate engagement gives you that sense of being on top of things, focused appropriately, confident, relaxed, giving your full attention to what's in front of you, which is a lovely state. And also the almost byproduct of that state is that you are more, you have more meaningful outcomes in your life and in your work. So I, I just thought that was a really interesting kind of sense check on the word productivity, you know, and what it can mean or not mean. Um, and for me, more and more, I think about effectiveness. I think about meaningful outcomes. I think about appropriate engagement. And I think those maybe get us away from this idea that someone's holding a stopwatch over our head, which 
frankly, could be us, right? I've been guilty of that, certainly, right? I've got to just squeeze out as much code in the next hour or as much writing or as much whatever, you know, I fall into that real, you know, old school, industrial, almost industrialist trap of, of regarding productivity that way at times as well. But the way out really is through engaging with the practices of GTD to get back to get back to the why, you know, why are you doing this? I, you know, it's funny as you're saying that, I think I, I would want to, you know, make a little bit of time here for, for a shout out to the folks who, and there are a lot of you out there who are a little uncomfortable with the idea that, Hey, we're, we're not about being as efficient. Let's use the word efficient, right. As possible. Cause I know some people are really drawn to GTD for that reason. Right. Um, not everybody, but I'm thinking of a few clients of mine who are very senior people, very successful organizations. In one case, the CEO of a very successful organization who, you know, would say, well, hold on a minute. The reason I'm engaged in this is precisely because I'm interested in efficiency and productivity. And so what's interesting, you know, what's, what's great to me is that's in there too, right? You can, you can have that if that's what you want, right? If you're, if your goal is crank widgets faster and more effectively than, you know, than, um, uh, you know, than you have in the past, then that is on offer as part of the methodology. But I think what we're saying is, and it's funny, as I'm thinking about this, that's kind of what drew me originally to the methodology was this idea of efficiency, effectiveness, right? And I think what's, what's happened over time is that I've recognized that that as valuable as that was at the time, uh, I think what we're saying today is that the, there's a that another thing that the methodology offers is is not just the, the image that's coming to mind for me is somebody just absolutely you know hammering their work and just totally focused on a lot of different things and getting lots and lots of things done. And then they get to the end of the day and they walk out the door of their office or, you know, maybe if they're working from home, they walk out the door of their of their dining room, whatever. Um, and they say to themselves, wow, I was busy all day. I was really, really busy all day. And I'm not quite sure what I really did or what kind of meaning it has. Right. Um, and again, this comes back to uh, I think this comes back to this idea that we're we run the risk if we don't from time to time, I'll come back to the word reflect, right? If we don't from time to time, just get our, get our vision up from the weeds, right? And ask the question, where are we going with this, right? What, what, sorry, where am I going with this? What's the purpose behind what I'm doing now? How does this fit overall into what it is that's important to me? And it, again, for those of you who are uh, maybe either new to the methodology or some people who've maybe uh, experienced some of the, you know, some of the um, uh, the early, you know, the sort of like the fundamental seminar, right? The the core seminar that we do for folks who are just new to GTD. Um, you know, what you might what you might find is that you're not all that familiar with the elements of GTD that give you the opportunity to ask these bigger questions, right? So there's, and again, I'll just mention it as the as as the piece of GTD that's more about perspective. And that's what we call the, the the horizons of focus model, which gives you the opportunity to be clear, not just about the next actions you've got to execute on, right? I've got to, I've got to, you know, ask Chat GPT to come up with a draft of a document. I've got to talk to my 
uh, you know, to one of my colleagues about a particular topic. I've got to, you know, email somebody, whatever. But it actually gives you the opportunity, gives you, well, gives you the uh, a structure and a framework for thinking about the bigger questions. And the more you think about the bigger questions, the the more you can, as you make choices day to day about what to focus on, I think the more that you have the confidence that, hey, I'm making, I'll use the word again, I'm making trusted choices here, right? I'm making choices about things to focus on, and I trust that I'm making good choices. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think we're, we're so very contextual. And, and as you say, having that framework, and in a really fire tested, time tested framework that helps us as human beings think about the necessary considerations that go into the bigger pictures is so essential. Because I know you didn't mean this, but you said at one point, you know, the people that are way into efficiency want to crank more widgets. Actually, the people that are drawn to this work, that are drawn to the efficiency factor, the widgets they're cranking are organizational change initiatives and, you know, bringing in multiples of their revenue streams and exiting mm. big businesses, right? You know, they're, they're dealing with incredibly complex things. So just the question, what is, what is the desired outcome? What are the moving pieces? How do we, how do we get there? Um, is I think getting also at this this part about meaningful outcomes, truly meaningful outcomes, because people sometimes initially go, "Oh my gosh, I can get my inbox clear. I can crank through two, three hundred emails." And yes, that's a wonderful thing to not be mm. drowning in email. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But in a, but in a way, just batting back emails is a little bit more of the of, of the widget cranking in itself. And there's so there's just so much more in terms of opportunity with GTD. And yes, maybe it's a function of you know, the number of gray hairs in my beard or just how I'm wired that, that I tend to focus on the quality of life factors, you know, that, that GTD mm -hmm. brings. Um, and I, I find those exciting and rewarding just as valuable to make sure, you know, again, that, that your, that your exit strategy, that your five-year plan, that your, you know, whatever you're tackling, that's highly ambiguous, involves lots of different people and moving parts, um, and is going to be changing dynamically in real time over the course of, of your fulfilling on this, this vision, this desired outcome. Um, you know, all of that is, is what GT, where GTD shines as well. Right. And mm -hmm. I think people find it hard to reconcile those. One of the things um, that this advisor also said to us is, you know, I don't get the well-being thing. It feels almost tacked on or like you're trying to jump on, on the bandwagon about it, or, you know, even, even a bit disingenuous, which kind of hit me in the heart because to me, genuinely, a lot of what attracts me to this work is seeing people, um, seeing people lighten up as they also become more effective and engaged with what they're doing. Seeing both of those things happen is so uh, mm -hmm. powerful as an experience. It's why I love, in particular, the one-to-one -one coaching to see a person go through that that transformative journey. Um, but it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to to um, wrap your head around from the outside, and I get that. I get that too. We're not a well-being company. We're not solely focused on that. We're not rolling out well-being initiatives. That's absolutely true. That is that is not us. But we're not just a productivity company either, right? It's not just mm -hmm. about about the grind, just about the cranking it all out. And that's that's one of the things that that gets me really excited, you know, is that whatever a meaningful outcome is to you, you can produce that more elegantly 
you can work smarter toward that you know and you can have that and then all this other stuff as a side effect that's what gets me excited mm-hmm. and inspired that's what that's why i kind of wake up you know in the morning and go right let's let's get this out there you know as a as a technology that can help people yeah yeah you know uh, look this has been a as always robert i'm i'm always really uh enthusiastic about the fact that at the beginning of these talks you and i literally spend two or three minutes right coming up with okay we're going to talk about this and then in the course of the conversation my experience of it is it just unfolds and it's wonderful the kind of the the level of you know the the kind of level of uh well hopefully <laughs> the level of the level of of you know supportive ideas that we've been able to generate for 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 all of you out there who are listening and watching um well, I'd like to pivot at this point because there's there's going to be a change in the podcast series and we want to make all of you aware of this this is this is quite a big deal um well we we hope it's going to be exciting and new certainly going to be new and and we hope that it's going to be something that you'll enjoy in um in maybe in a different way and hopefully in a more um effective way what we're going to do is rather than these podcasts in the in the future being uh two-handers so robert and 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 me talking about uh, the topic of the day we're going to be bringing other folks into the room as, as it were into the room with us and what we're going to be doing is a little bit of in the moment coaching Right? So they're going to bring their questions, their issues, their challenges with them. And we're going to, in you know, in the span of 20 or 25 minutes, just as we do in the in the current format, do a bit of, of coaching for them. So talk about you know some changes that they want to make. We'll of course be bringing in the you know the theory and the, the best practices from getting things done. But our goal will be not only to help those folks, but also, of course, to, you know, to potentially give you some really good food for thought about, um, you know, hopefully you'll see, you'll see, hopefully regularly, maybe from time to time, you'll see and hear examples that these people will talk about that will remind you of situations in your own life. And you'll think, ah, okay, there's something I can change. There's something that I can do differently. So um, we've got our our first recording of one of these uh, set up in uh, next month. We're doing this in, in late January. So you should see this in in sort of the late February March timeframe, uh, and as always, we very much uh, look forward to your thoughts. Look forward to your, um, you know, your feedback on on anything that we do. Really, any suggestions that you have, please do let us know. You can, uh, in addition to liking and subscribing, please um, uh, please do visit us on the website. You can find us at uh, next-action.co.uk. Um, and there's a contact form there that you can use to drop us a drop us a note if you'd like to be in touch. So um, yeah, so we very much hope that you're going to uh, hopefully uh, get more and new things out of this new format. We're looking forward to to road testing it. Um, and uh, you know, for, on behalf of, of Robert and me, just thank you so much as always for being a part of this. We've been on this journey. How long has it been now, Robert, that we've been doing podcasts? Do you remember? Has it been forever and ever? <laughs> There's never not been a Change Your Game podcast. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> uh, and on that note, <laughs> thank you one and all for being a part of this uh, this community. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Bye.